0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to be energised and have some serious fun. This is the Energetic Education
1: Podcast, introducing your host, Dale Sidebottom. Alrighty, guys. Welcome to episode number 22 of the Energetic Education Podcast. And today we have a special guest, Wayne Schilt. Thanks for joining me, mate. No worries, Dale. Thanks for having me. It's uh, Yeah, we've been chatting about this for a while, mate, about having you on. And uh, I suppose you might be able to share a little bit of your background and how we've met as well. But, uh, yeah, really excited for today and everything you're doing in teaching.
0: Terrific, mate. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I guess uh, the journey... Where we met, we've probably gone forward a little bit on my background, but uh, where we met was at university, Uh, a lot of learning, um, a lot of fun, and and you'll you'll see where fun comes back in through the interview. But, um, yeah, great times. And from there, we've been connected, mate, um, through... I guess physical education and your roles and, uh, and still today through cricket So it's been amazing Yeah it has
1: mate And I suppose to listeners out there I, I met Wayne back at university When I went to a football club And Wayne was actually assistant coach And since then these sort of relationships build And uh, from there we've done a lot of teaching together And we first saw you in the teaching world At West Meadows Where you were teaching at a primary school setting Uh, So how long were you teaching there for?
0: Yeah, I was at West Meadows for seven years um, out there. It's in the northwest of Melbourne, Um, a wonderful little school, a great little school culture out there. Um, So yeah, that was my first teaching job in Melbourne.
1: Yep. And with that as well, I suppose part of your role as a teacher, you you love sport as well, mate. And I know coaching is a big passion of yours. So football, you're a very modest person, but uh, you're quite... Uh, quite a high achiever in football mate and your coaching would you like to just talk about probably some of the coaching roles you've had and uh sort of why that sort of led to your philosophies and why you need to go about your teaching now
0: yeah i think um if i stem right back to my childhood growing up in uh country victoria um i grew up in a little town called nil halfway between melbourne and adelaide um so i was always outside i was an outdoors kid growing up and uh Summer I'd have the cricket bat out uh, most nights of the week playing cricket with uh, mates and if not I was just creating my own little games. Um, so probably using that imagery and stemming that those processes back then but um, winter then was uh, on with the footy boots so the cricket bat um, was put away in the laundry and, and <laughs> out come the, the football. So growing up um, a little bit uh, in town and, and on a farm um, so very outdoors, and uh, and not just cricket and footy, but literally anything where I was um, I could be active and out exploring and doing things. Sort of uh, I guess created my passion for uh, cricket and footy, um, and from there, uh, growing up mm-hmm. in the country, I then went to university down in Ballarat, where I met you, Dale, and yep. then um, and from there. Um, got a role or a job in Melbourne, um, so moved down for teaching, uh, which I'm very grateful of that opportunity, and, and p- continue to pursue um, my football from there, so um, spent a long time in state-level football, um, both playing, um, even helping out with a bit of running to get over uh, my own health uh, battles a while back um, with a lung and, uh, and that year was a wonderful year to be part of a program because the football club, um, to help out with the club a few games, uh, they went on that season to win the premiership. So um, And after that, um, life after footy, is, which is now, um, I've still got a coaching role um, at a state level, uh, at a state level, um, which is at an AFL club, um, yeah, so... Nice, mate. You,
1: you are very modest and that's obviously the <laughs> Mighty Bombers, Essendon Football Club, which I love as well. But um, the, the big thing I wanted to chat to you about today, and we're going to get more to this, is that um, you've gone from being a teacher at a primary school and now you're heading up pretty much most of game development at cricket australia and the icc and and you've just gone you've gone crazy so um for teachers out there because i know uh it's a great sort of uh background to have but how did you actually go from being a primary school pe teacher at west meadows to now doing this amazing role at cricket australia
0: yeah it's um as i was mentioning mate it's probably stemming back to to my childhood again and so if it, if I wasn't outdoors, this is probably contradicting myself here a little bit, but um, uh, playing with Lego, I actually, what really um, spun me out as a kid was looking at one Lego block and seeing how um, it could be adapted in so many different ways, so if the F1s were on TV, I'd be building, um, using this block, building Formula 1 cars and, um, and if I guess, you know, something else was happening, I was building um towns or whatnot that same block would go in there so it's uh was i could unpack i utilize that block in so many different ways i sort of called it the lego approach and i think lego um are a wonderful company and, and have that approach um with all their stuff and that allowed me to to have more strategies and think outside the square a lot as i as i yep. um, went through my primary school years and even in sport um, and I used to, used to always think with that approach, on just getting multiple outcomes and, 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 and for the right outcomes as well. Let's wind the clock forward then into to the, my teaching. Um, so I went into uh, my role at West Meadows Primary School. And um, yeah, West Meadows, I guess, is in a, a, the district, the cluster that we work in, a wonderful district, um, some wonderful people I work with and, and, uh, and look back and, and smile with the great memories I have out there with those people. I guess the challenges are um, the demographics of the area where the district fell in, so a um, uh, lower socioeconomic area um, in Melbourne and um, and it's probably renowned a fair bit with the news for um, probably less uh, positive things on a few occasions um, and would like to see more positives. But West Meadows was brilliant. It was probably the launch pad then for me to... Um, uh, Get our own program right within West Meadows Primary School. So, seeing when I walk, sort of come into the role in primary PE, I could straight away go, What are the wins the school's currently doing? What are the opportunities they're missing? And where do we need to close the gap on their PE program? Um, and from there, um, to further upskill myself, um, then I took on different roles and responsibilities, so um, convening the district and the divisions. Um, and from there, I kept growing. But stopping back at the districts, um, the district was in a fairly poor, uh, uh, not yeah, in a in a fairly poor um, condition in terms of, um, I guess, just uh, quality of delivery and and sport. And I work with some wonderful people, and and it's certainly not just me. It's the word collaboration. So it's a collective of people working together. Just went. You know, this is not where we want to be. Where do we want this district to be in a few years? And we've got challenges in society outside of these schools—a bigger picture—that um, we want to, um, to to support the kids, um, you know, and steer them away from from drugs and yeah. um, and and uh, street crime and other different challenges that these um, students can have later on. So we want to give them a great great opportunity. And um, to to the district's credit. Um, we really reinvented the wheel a lot with sports, so um, we had um, some sports that I, I, won't, I won't mention because, um, uh, or activities I won't mention because I don't want to um, sort of upset any, any listeners out there, anyone that might be down this track. But what we did is certainly further aligned it with School Sport Victoria and certainly aligned it with um, making sure things were fun. So it was built on student um, feedback, it was fun, it was inclusive. It catered for all needs, Um, you know, and probably a bit of that less is more focus when we're training, making change and training people up that it wasn't too full on. So um, if we implemented European handball, it was really modified and simplified. So if someone didn't understand European handball, they didn't have to read a 20-page document on European handball. It was just literally, you've got a court, um, here are your goals. If you don't have goals, what can we do to make, you know, allow that you guys are using goals, and if it's the first year of build, we'll use cones that are bare essential, and it's under shoulder height from the goalkeeper or whatnot, and then we'll build and we'll work out as a district together to to build this product. So, um, that's just one example, and and looking back at the district, um, a lot of sports have been implemented. We've got uh, AFL Aussie Rules football carnivals at a modified version. Um, the European Handball come in, Touch Rugby League came in well before the game or the product was um, developed um, and a lot of other, other games have been developed. And the really pleasing thing I guess was um, looking back now, these, uh, the interschool sport program and these gala days that we developed are still happening now. So they are sustainable, um, and that's the, the really pleasing thing about it all. But from there, mate, that led me into the cricket realm. So um, from cricket, I guess where the opportunities come is I was de- delivering a lot of 3, 4 and 5, 6 um, modified cricket carnivals. Um, people would probably look at me and go, hey, he was a little bit rogue, um, he's running his own things here. But no, I wasn't. I was running them in line with um, the sports, and I just was waiting for that time to connect with the sports and then um, I've handed over those events to Cricket Victoria, they're all aligned in what they're doing so um, doing it in best practice for everyone and um, so getting a large amount of participants through their programs um, through the inter-school sport uh, program um, has has been one win um, to lead me into my role with cricket, um, getting the scores on the board as you'd say yep. but also from a a content perspective um, that the school I used to teach at and the cluster schools I used to work with um, were a bit like a science project I guess so I used to look at as a phys you want the best for the fundamental movement skills in your students at, at certain skill ability levels and um, and I used to look at how can we um, get better how can I get better as a deliverer um, and, and how can I do the best for student outcomes and and i guess west meadows i look back at it a little bit was like a science project so it allowed me to um test a lot of different things um and gain a lot of a lot of data and um on on different things and 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 from there it's a, it's probably allowed me to then have the scores on the board as i mentioned before yeah, yeah. to then um make it really that transition easy uh, cricket australia touch base i was in chats with them and um, and they sort of were across a few things I was doing from my PE program, from the district and what I was doing and also from the gala day things and, and I think, um, yeah, having those scores on the board allowed me then to come into my role now um, and if I can probably explain one is looking back at the uh, child's development in um. I guess striking and fielding or in cricket or in softball or baseball and how can I get greater development with them? Well, I looked at um, sports use a lot of tees and I went, wow, it's probably holding the participants back at a certain point, so there is a, an evolution in everything and I used to look at it and go, well, are we really catering for all needs if we're looking at the game of striking and fielding if these participants go into cricket in the community? Um, there's when there's they're no hitting off tees, tees absolutely, no tees in the game. No in the game. Yep. They need that that visual development, the ball tracking, the timing, and hitting a ball. So um, there is a point where we need to cater for needs, and that's where I, you know, you modify things, and just it's not uh, it's it's common sense, I guess. And there's a lot of wonderful visitors out there that are doing mm. this already. That um, just get a larger ball, in. and if that means one participant's rolling a larger ball to their um, you know, their friend in the classroom, and they're trapping it with their foot. It's still still, okay, it's similar to a tee, but they're getting that visual development as the ball's moving down. And from there, the progression happens then to rolling a ball and what whatnot. And then you build up into underarming a ball and into the game. So you completely, you unpack it as the yeah. evolution goes. And um, the other thing that was a real win in that space was it allowed me to test different balls. So I was really convinced and sold on the ball I was using was safe on their wrists. Um, the students could hit the ball a mile, um, just like their heroes in cricket. Yep. Whether they were cricket minded or not, it didn't matter. Um, I guess um, whether they're from the non um, you know cricket lovers as well. You know, not everyone loves the game, so they were buying into because they could hit the ball a lot further. Yep. Um, it was fun. Um, it catered for all needs, which is important. And when and the participants had a choice as well, student centred. So, um, yeah, and and the you know these are uh, larger balls that um, I've, I guess have uh, brought into uh, had for a long time and brought into cricket are now being seen are being delivered right across the world, especially in a cricket sense, and that's that's a really pleasing thing. So, yeah, West Meadows, my school teaching days really set the the platform to where I am now, and I'm very grateful of that. And Very grateful of the wonderful people I work with within my district, but also um, everyone else I've met along my journey um, and had conversations with. Um, You never stop learning, and what I know now is irrelevant in 10 years' time, because you'll continue to learn. Um, So, yeah, that sort of gives a bit of a background. So um, to all those other teachers out there as well, um, what they're doing now is amazing. They're doing a great, great job, and um, if they... Certainly not encouraging them to leave the profession because uh, they they have such a pivotal role in society. But for those that have got that growth mindset to work in sport or other ways, um, their job is a wonderful platform for that.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's not – you haven't left the teaching profession because now what you're doing, you're doing that. You're creating the content for teachers. So you've used the skill set that you've gained from your position – and obviously everything you tested and now you're using that on a massive scale to impact more students so really what you're doing you're allowing more teachers to use your amazing practices I suppose yeah and I and from there so your big thing with cricket Victoria yep. now you're I've got you're going over to America in the next couple of weeks and you're developing basically the cricket programs yeah. the ICC yeah. so um, what are, what are some things that I know you've mentioned less is more fun and I lo- I love all these basically analogies because I think sometimes teachers get bogged down with all the paperwork and other things we have to do. So what are some of the big sort of keys, I suppose maybe three or four takeaways uh that you've got um that would just be awesome for teachers? Yeah,
0: I think the big thing is and and going back to what you just mentioned there, Dale, is um it's just sharing. I think the power of sharing too. So um, I can um, mention a game like Anywhere Cricket. You literally, it can be played anywhere, really, on a basketball court, in a hallway, um, out in an oval. It's a small-sided game. Um, and so and, uh, I guess you, know, you literally just pile up four piles of equipment. If you have 24 students, um, divide them into groups of six. It's inclusive. It's student cent- student-centred. You allow choices for their ball types, larger balls, smaller balls, different colours, um, if it's striking and fielding in, in, in PE or in the school space, different, um, I guess, tools to bat with as well, strike the ball with. So you might have tennis, rackets, cricket, bats. We hope they've got cricket because I work in cricket. Yeah. Um, but And, um, yeah, and, and let them unpack it how they want. But I guess that game, um, I can write that up and share that out there. But... Um, I don't want to put restrictions on teachers. They're the experts with their students. They get their students far better than I do. So I want them to unpack that game to suit their needs. And I'm not putting in learning intentions and things like that. They're the experts. I don't want to put restrictions on things. It's sort of just sharing. And that's, that's a I guess, a, 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 an important philosophy that I have um, because I think everyone will continue to grow together if we have that open mindset and, um, and share that way. So um yeah and it can be unpacked i've just explained a game of anywhere cricket it can be unpacked so many different ways if you wanna, yeah tensions, you want to focus yep. on communication well let's plug that in if we want to focus on you know that real game sense approach um which you know it really is connected to then then absolutely it can be delivered in a school space with that approach if it's in the community at a local cricket club um, it can be delivered where it's out on an oval and you just put a game scenario around it. You know, this week in, in junior cricket, we're currently four for 80 um, in the score. And, um, you know, you guys are unpacking this game with a game scenario. You're in that position. It's four for 80. There's a wicket's just fallen. In you come and away you go. So it's, it's really endless. Um, people can unpack it in any ways. But going back to just... Uh, some of those
1: little yeah, things so I couple th- a but, yeah. that uh, I've Takeaways that I know you've done yeah. a lot of research, you've travelled around the world, you've seen how different organizations, a bit some of the biggest sporting sides in America, what they're doing. Um, what are what are some just just simple takeaways that you reckon just your little pots of gold, mate?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll I'll um just uh, say in um you know delivering sessions over the years in uh, schools from um different backgrounds even that t- don't really necessarily um like say cricket for an example and then seeing them um walk away at the end of the session um so asking for feedback um and then seeing them at the end of the session just loving it and wanting more is a real win delivering in uh, the youth um justice system with um uh, teenagers who are lacking motivation and then walking away where they're fully engaged um, has is a couple of examples of delivery um, yep. and has and had me thinking more about, you know, just what are some of the things. And I think in anything, it needs to be fun. Um, everything has to be fun. Um, it needs to be inclusive. Um, in two fronts, it needs to cater for all needs um and or cater for all skill ability levels if that's the uh pe or cricket lens um but also just everyone's involved don't have people sitting out don't have long lines, no lines. everyone's involved yeah no absolutely everyone's involved um and i think it has to be audience centered so i haven't restricted myself with student because um students every classroom is different um and every group's different. I've just spoke about how northern suburbs and schools have delivered cricket sessions. Um, Don't know nothing about cricket, you know. Um, They just landed in from different parts of the world, a non-English speaking background. Um, So those guys, as a a group of students, are completely different to um, the youth justice um, school that I've been to. again, is different to West Meadows that I taught. So I think it's audience-centred because everyone's a different audience. Um, kids, um, teenagers, adults, audience-centred. It needs to be audience-centred, I think, is really important. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and I think a, a good thing you just took away there as well that it doesn't matter if you're teaching six-year-olds or 46-year-olds, if people aren't engaged or they're not having fun, you're not, it doesn't matter how good your lesson is, they're not going to enjoy it, they're not going to want to come back. Spot right, so but I don't think it matters if mm. it's cricket, footy, netball, soccer, golf, all right, if people aren't enjoying what they're doing, they're not even going to know what you're teaching them. Yeah. So I think that's the big thing you've just mentioned there, mate.
0: Spot on, I think it's um it, it has to be fun and um and, and as I was saying, I go back to the old the Lego approach and and, w- and where I was going with this one block of Lego too is um it can be used in multiple ways. So even a game, a little game, like we look at, say, target ball in the school space, um, that can be unpacked in so many different ways, and it's transferable. That game of target ball, um, by modifying it and using adaptions or a change in approach, can be delivered for participants um, in, a, in a foundation space, in a school space, and it can be delivered for fun with recovery skills, in a, or, or just skills in general, um, at elite elite sports um, yep. and that game is transferable i think so a lot of content is transferable and can be unpacked in so many different ways by using that, that lego approach really but um yeah everything has to has to relate to fun and and have a purpose as well
1: definitely you know, like definitely mate so you've mentioned a couple there. Do you have any other, any other beauties you like to share with the audience,
0: mate? I try and keep my cards <laughs> a little bit close to myself and I'd prefer to listen a little bit more to all your other podcasts, mate, and all the other wonderful people you've had on and, um, and keep chipping away. But, um, no, I think it's just, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm great, you know, I just look back and reflect from growing up in rural Victoria um, to country to city... I think the other thing is too, I might challenge a status quo, but um, I, I'm, again, grateful of my journey and the people I've learned underneath um, as well. And if I had have just... And this is no disrespect to the wonderful little town I grew up in because I, I love the place. It's it's home. It's uh, where my heart is. But if I had have stayed, in, um, stayed in that one environment or stayed in that one house, um, I wouldn't know next to... You know, anything in what I know now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so by changing those certain environments um, has allowed me to learn so much more. And if I look at football, I would have loved to have played at one football club, but I've played under so many, I mean, some wonderful coaches at state level of football. Yeah. Um, and Jared uh, Fitzgerald and um, Hayden Skipworth and Gary Ayres, um, a couple that I, you know, can mention I played under at state-level football and, and you know, they were wonderful people and wonderful um, educators of the game and I took some real wins out of each of those guys um, and, you know, it sort of allowed me and put me in good stead with my own football development. So um, I think, you know, I would have looked back and gone, hey, sometimes I would have loved to have been at one school or um, one club um, and or one place but that certainly allowed me to to learn so much more and be in the position i'm in with with learning under different people and networking so not encouraging everyone to go and change their jobs tomorrow not encouraging everyone to move (laughs) around but uh, and i'm not moving around but it's just um i just yeah that's something that i look back at and and think you know it's if i can say to anyone listening it's a bit like a holiday in europe you know like uh, how much you learn by just touring through different countries it's, it's amazing. It really is. And and that's probably been um, how I can sort of probably, um, yeah, I guess sum up sort of my journey um, yep. in where I've started on a little farm to uh, to uh, where I'm at now. Yeah. yeah,
1: And I think the big thing you just mentioned is like really it's stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes. Yep. It's putting yourself out there, allowing criticism, allowing yourself to fail, you know, and that's basically what it is. You, these things happen, and they've happened to you because you've put yourself out there. Yeah. If you had to just kept doing what you're doing, it would have been fine, but then you wouldn't know the potential you've got and what you're actually doing now. Yeah. So um, I love what you mentioned about sharing, uh, getting around good people, remembering people, um, using your contacts. I think some of the big takeaways for me is making everything fun. That's, yeah. I love that thing. And, and less is more. Don't overcomplicate yeah. things. Like you were just saying, give everyone free reign. Everyone interprets things differently. Yeah. Um, so some really, really good uh, bits of advice there from Wayne. Um, final one for you, mate. And uh, just sort of so you can give a little bit of an update here. What's, what's the future hold for Wayne Shields Where Where do we see your amazing career going, mate, and just dominating the world? Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> oh, um, I I
0: Look, uh, I love space. This is a weird one, so it's something you don't know about me, okay, good. Uh, and uh, and all that. And I think um, it's a bit like the universe. Uh, you, know, you sort of go, where does it end? Well, it doesn't end, and and um, so I'm, uh, I'm on a journey, and I'm I'm really enjoying it. I'm having fun. And I love doing what I'm doing, and uh, yeah, I sort of don't know where the end is. You have little personal goals. I'm certainly big on goals, setting goals. Um, and breaking them down in small steps to, to get to the bigger pictures but um, I don't uh, don't have that end zone I'm just I'm just going along with it mate and, um, and have realistic goals along the way so um, got to challenge yourself absolutely yep. you got to have those bigger picture goals but um, yeah I'm just on that probably a little bit like NASA they just want to keep <laughs> going further mate and when they get to Mars I'm not that far I'm, I'm in Richmond, Melbourne <laughs> Australia so I'm a realist mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. uh, I don't know where it's going, mate. I don't have the answers, but certainly I've got. I have got goals in place, so I'll keep
1: working towards them, mate. But yeah. perfect, mate. <laughs> I like that. Now, so I'll, I might mention that down in the show notes. <laughs> but uh, if you'd like to, obviously, find a little bit more about uh, Wayne, and if you're not on Twitter, I know I mention this most episodes, but uh, if you're an educator, you're not on Twitter, you're really missing out. It's, such a hub of professional development and learning. And Wayne's obviously leading the way. He posts a lot of his videos and content on there um, for teachers to test out. So you can follow Wayne at WShilks44. And if you follow his football career, that's his number that he uh, rolls around with everywhere he goes. But, um, yeah, so if you're on Twitter, follow Wayne. Give him a shout-out. But uh, thanks uh, very much for being on today's episode, mate. It's been really good.
0: Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me. And I just want to give a shout-out too to do the things on Twitter as well. It's, it's not just... Myself sitting behind a, a, a device and, and firing things out. It's um, based on the wonderful people I work with and network with, the conversations I have and, um, yeah, and, and, and everyone else. So I'm sort of representing a, a lot of people when I do things. It's it's not me. It's it's we and um, and it's collaboration. So thanks for having me, Dale. I really appreciate it. And, and to anyone listening, take care. Perfect.
1: Thanks, Wayne. Thanks for listening, guys. That's the end of episode number 22. Cheers.